It has been a hot second since I have been in the seat recording, but here we are after a long break in June. My husband and I had sports camp, which was just full on, and right away after that, we went traveling on the mainland for a little bit, seeing family. I spoke at a conference for my work. It was incredible, but here we are. We are back in the seat, back in the mic, and I'm so excited to talk about how to handle fear and concern around miscarriage. Maybe you've had a miscarriage before you find yourself pregnant and you are afraid of that happening again. Maybe you are newly pregnant for the first time and because of your journey with infertility, you are fearful of miscarriage happening. And I just want to talk to that. I want to talk to that fear. I want to address it. I want to share some scripture and basically give you some tools to help you navigate the first trimester and beyond because we truly do feel and convince ourselves that as long as we make it to the first trimester, we will be okay. I think that's just the average thought process. And while that can be part of what science and statistics have said, at the end of the day, the very end of the day, it is truly God who determines the days, the life, the number of days or years of any individual, whether it is in utero or outside of the womb walking around in everyday life. And so let's dive into that. Let's talk about that topic. Hey friends, welcome to the Waiting Well podcast. I am your host, Courtney Dunker, and you are here because your journey to motherhood has not looked the way that you always imagined. It has held heartbreak, loneliness, and questions like, why me, God? I'm here to remind you that you do not have to walk this road alone, and here we can wait well together. Each week, I will share faith-based encouragement from my own infertility journey, provide information from guest experts on navigating infertility and conceiving, powerful testimonies, and top tips on stewarding your health and emotional well-being through this demanding journey. So if you are ready to take back control of your life, find peace with God, join the in-between spaces and thrive in your waiting season, then meet me at the well, girl. Grab that warm chocolate chip cookie, a little bit of unicorn juice or iced coffee. We've got some intentional growth to do. Let's get it. Okay, so this is a question I've gotten quite a bit about how to navigate the fear of miscarriage. And this is a hard, this is a really difficult question because I personally have never gone through a miscarriage, praise the Lord. In our six years of infertility and trying, we did one round of IVF. Our one embryo is Highland, who is now a year and a half old. So I have never gone through miscarriage myself. I can't speak from personal experience. And I do believe that that is a unique pain and a specific heartbreak that I personally cannot speak to. However, I can speak to the fear of miscarrying. And I want to share that with you guys. I want to share how I navigate that and how I would navigate that if I do conceive naturally or if I were to go through another fertility treatment. Because I I honestly don't feel like I really had that fear with Highland when I got pregnant because she was a genetically normal embryo. And I, I think you could call it ignorance. I just didn't think that she could miscarry. Since having her, I've had several friends who did not have the same outcomes that I had. And I've learned just what a blessing her life even and a miracle her life even is of its own right. And so I have learned a lot about that and miscarriage even from a genetically normal embryo. 
But that being said, of course, I feel like a little bit more sober-minded around it now having a daughter and knowing other people's experiences. So I totally can relate to that fear. And um, I've actually walked through several friends through that fear of they've had miscarriage in the past. They come to me and they say, I don't want to be afraid again. I don't want it to rob me of the joy of being pregnant again. But this is a looming fear over me. What do I do? And I've been able to encourage and navigate with them. Basically, the tools that I'm going to share with you guys today. First is I want to draw our eyes always to the Lord. (laughs) My goal is never to draw eyes to myself or my knowledge or anything like that with the podcast. My goal is always to bring you guys back to God. The goal is to just be a tool and a vessel to always come back to Him, to hear what God has for you, and to really seek His Spirit through through this messaging. And so I want to bring us to Proverbs 3, 25 through 26. This is a verse that there was actually a period of time when Josh and I had first gotten married where I was just afraid of like all the things. I was afraid of like death. I guess because we had just gotten married, I was like, oh my gosh, I'm living in this dream. And I felt so afraid of like something happening to him. I just, it was such a weird, tangible fear that something was going to happen. And I can't even explain it. I don't know where it came from, but it was definitely a spiritual attack of sorts that was I was going through. And I remember that we also were living in New Zealand and had a couple earthquakes while we were down there. So maybe that contributed. And there was like one day where I was at work and he was at home and we had the earthquake and I was just afraid. That was probably where it like instigated if I remember the trigger correctly. But he brought up Proverbs 3, 25 through 26. And it says, do not be afraid of sudden disaster or of the ruin that overtakes the wicked for the Lord will be at your side and will keep your foot from being snared. There's another version that says, do not be afraid of sudden fear or the storm of the wicked when it comes. For the Lord will be your confidence, firm and strong, and will keep your foot from being caught. And I think that that's so powerful because in today's day and age, there is a million and one things to be afraid of. We could be afraid of losing a spouse. We could be afraid of losing our child once we actually get that child. I think many of us going through infertility, we obviously understand the value and the pricelessness of whatever child we are granted, whether it's biological or not, whether it's just conception or out of the womb. Like We understand the price that it took, the waiting, the pain, the suffering, all of that to get to that point. And we get the value of that life in in a way that's just so unique um, and different because we truly yearned for it for a period of time and we we didn't receive it right away. So I think there's an element of that understanding and having that fear of what could happen is real. But there's also fear that could just be every day of like car accidents or something happening with a spouse or something happening in your family or whatever, earthquakes, natural disasters. And I think it's so important to draw on this. Do not be afraid of sudden disaster or sudden ruin. And I would say that miscarriage, in my perspective, would feel that way. It would feel like it would be just a sudden disaster. You have this huge high of conceiving, planning a future, planning a new life, joining your family to the bottom and the valley of just total devastation. And that hopelessness that you can feel of like that life was meant to be with us. And and for whatever reason, God chose for it not to be. I think the first step to being unafraid for any pregnancy or conception that you might have 
of miscarriage or if it of not, you know, life not happening is to recognize that everything is governed by God. Ephesians 1:11 says that God works all things according to the counsel of his will. And in Acts 17:25, served by human hands as though he needed anything since he himself gives to all mankind life and breath and everything. 1 Timothy 6:13, I charge you in the presence of God who gives life to all things and of Christ Jesus. And then of course when you go down to the Old Testament, you do hear Hannah in 1 Samuel 2.6, the Lord kills and brings to life. He brings down to Shoal and he raises up. And Moses says the same thing, Deuteronomy. Deuteronomy, see now that I, even I, am he, and there's no God beside me. I kill and I make alive. I wound and I heal, and there's no one that can deliver out of my hand. So first, I believe that removing that fear comes from truly acknowledging that everything from very conception until last breath, is ordained and governed by God. He does know the length of life, whether it be very little or very long, for each of us. And we don't have control over that. He does. So living in that fear, whether it is from conception, or even as a 30-year-old married to another 30-year-old, or when you're 70 and you're pushing closer at the end of the day, we know who holds our days in his hands. We know who sees the end. To spend any time worrying about the end is to rob us of what is today. And the Lord has asked us to see purpose, to see joy, to see hope, to see peace, the fruit of the Spirit in today. So our calling is number one, acknowledging that God is governing life, including your sweet little baby that might have just been conceived including the one that you might have miscarried. He is governing that and accepting that and knowing that is the first step, I believe, to choosing not to live in fear of it being a recurring situation or happening again. The second thing is to know that the enemy comes to kill, steal, and destroy. Knowing that, he is going to use everything in his power, including the fact that God governs life, to manipulate it in a way that's going to distract us from the truth of who God is and to distort God's love in a way that we feel like he is not love, he is not good, because he is going to steal, kill, and destroy our joy and our hope when we conceive again. And he's going to try to create so much fear and anxiety that you don't feel any of those joy, peace, or any of those things that would represent Christ living through you. It is our responsibility as Christians to be on guard of what the enemy is going to do. We do know through scripture that he will come to kill, steal, and destroy. We cannot be surprised when he tries to use conception, which is from God, ordained by God, governed by God, given by God. We cannot be surprised when he tries to use even that to distract us, to hurt us, to cause us to suffer. So that's step number two is recognizing that the enemy is going to try to get footholds even in our journey. And it's our responsibility to fight that, to engage with that, and to be able to pursue and transform through it by doing a few of these things that I'm about to walk into. The enemy truly wants us to live a state of constant discouragement. And when you feel afraid and anxious about 
this new life that's been conceived, you are going to live in a state of discouragement. That's his ultimate goal is to cause you to be so distracted and focused on what you cannot control, just like Adam and Eve. It's like, have this apple. You will get to know exactly what God knows. You will get to do what God does. You will be on his level. Okay, that's distracting us from what we actually are called to do and from our role. And it's causing us to think that we have more control than we don't. We do not have control over the life inside of you. You can do everything perfectly. And if God does not ordain for that life to come to pass, it will pass. Like that life will not. And if he wants it to come to live, there's nothing that, like, I mean, the craziest stories, right? Of alcohol poisoning and all these kinds of things where people are still chosen. They, they are born and they live. Again, God governs every life. Hard to accept, hard to swallow at times because we want a reason for death. But whether it's a newly concepted, conceived embryo or it's a 90-year-old person, it doesn't matter at the end of the day. We don't have control over that. God does. So I think really coming back to that and accepting that, okay, the enemy is going to try to hit. He's going to try to hit here. He's going to try to steal our joy about this new news that we have just conceived. He's going to try to rob us of our hope that this baby will live. He's going to try to destroy any peace that we might feel, knowing that it is my job to be actively fighting this fight. I have to fight the good fight. That's what God called me to do. So I'm going to take up my cross. I'm going to follow him. So the first step to overcoming that fear is encouraging yourself in the Lord. 1 Samuel 36 says, And David was greatly distressed, but David encouraged himself in the Lord his God. David was like constantly being pursued. Honestly, when I think about anxiety and dealing with that, I truly feel like David would have been the poster boy for that because boyfriend was literally always being pursued. So, I mean, he just seems like someone who would probably rate very highly on the charts of like high anxiety because I don't know how you could be chased all the time. Like, I mean, I play hide and seek sometimes with like little kids that I feel like I'm going to pee my pants. So, I can't even imagine like real life battle. So, all that to say, the, the response that David chose is to encourage himself in the Lord. What does that mean? Encouraging yourself in the Lord is to take your thoughts captive by using scripture. So really going to scripture, meditating on it, spending time on it. I love to look up verses on like hope, look up verses on surrender, on trust, whatever I'm struggling with, like anxiety. You can just Google and just start reading through those verses over and over again and just over your heart, encouraging yourself in the Lord. That's step number one of how you are going to encourage yourself in the Lord and fight this battle. And the second piece of that would be reminding yourself of all that God has done in your life. And we've talked about this on a different episode, but the Ebenezers that you build in your life, they're basically like stones of remembrance of what God has done in your past. And I think just conceiving itself as someone who has struggled to naturally conceive, you know, we had Highland through IVF. I think that is a miracle in and of itself that we can praise God for. We can set up a stone of remembrance. Regardless of the outcome, we can praise God that our body just conceived, right? That is so beautiful that you can be able to testify to God's grace and God's blessing that your body just conceived. And so really reminding yourself, what has God done in the past? Maybe he has seen you through a hard season. Maybe he has freed you from something that you've struggled with in the past. Maybe he's brought you your spouse, whatever it is. What has God done for you? Build up those stones of remembrance and, and God's power, and that's going to encourage you in the Lord. 
to continue to fight the good fight. The second is going to be pursuing God. And so we talk about this in 1 Samuel 38. It says, And he answered him, Pursue, for you shall surely overtake them and without fail recover all. And that's just pursuing the goal of a healthy pregnancy. Like pursue it. God has conceived. God has allowed conception to happen. Pursue it as if there is no other option. I, I think part of hope is active and it's an action. It's not always just something that we're receiving. And so to build up hope is to act as if like you treat your body. Okay, I am pregnant. Like I am going through the motions of a healthy pregnancy. I am focusing on building up an approach and pursuing a healthy pregnancy. I believe that that's so powerful to really just pursue peace in that moment, pursue joy in that moment, pursue what is in the moment. Because should God allow life to come to completion, you give birth to that sweet baby and you're holding him or her in your hands in the future, why would you want to look back on this and be like, I lived that whole pregnancy in fear of what if? And I had zero control of what would be. You are going to miss out on the joy that God has given you in that moment to live in the present. Do not let the enemy rob you of what might be, what could be. There is a million and one what if situations. Allow the Lord to just fill your cup with joy of what is. Today, I'm pregnant. I praise the Lord for that. That is a gift. We are one day closer, right? And really surrendering that fear, that's going to be that next piece of the puzzle. So you have encouraging yourself in the Lord. You have pursuing what God is doing in your life right now. Right now you're pregnant, so pursue that. And number three, just surrender in trust of what God is doing, knowing that he is going to see it out to completion. Whether that is a live pregnancy or a live birth, like whatever that might be for you, we don't know. We cannot read what's coming in the future. But you can sit there and surrender and trust and you can see him fill your cup with the fruits of the spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness. He could fill you overflowing no matter what your history is, if you've had a miscarriage before or not. The enemy doesn't have to have ground here, even if he has had it in the past. And so praying that out loud, Lord, I reject In the name of Jesus, I reject the fear. I reject the insecurity of any ways that the enemy is trying to rob me in this pregnancy journey. I praise you for what you are knitting together in my womb right now. And Lord, I pray for health and I pray for protection as we navigate this pregnancy journey. Lord, we look forward to growing and building this family. And I think that is so powerful to truly allow the blood of the lamb to cover your circumstance, to fill you afresh with the ways that you need the hope and the joy and the freedom to walk in what currently is, regardless of what has happened in the past and what you think potentially could happen in the future. Whether you worry it about or not, you have no control over miscarriage. God does. So spending any time not encouraging yourself in the Lord, not pursuing what he has for you today, not surrendering and trusting him with every step of the way, you're missing out on what he's given you right now. And his word says, do not worry about tomorrow because tomorrow has enough worry of its own. Focus on today. That is our call even through conception pregnancy. Our call is to focus on today. Today 
I'm going to show up and I'm going to steward this pregnancy to the best of my abilities. Because I'll tell you what, worry never ends when you become a parent. Should you give birth to that baby? You will never stop worrying. There are so many times where I'm like checking, okay, is Highland still breathing? Oh, she's got a cold. Is she doing okay? Like, is she throwing up in her bed? Like, what's going on? Worry never stops. And those are minor things. Wait until she's a teenager and we're navigating other conversations. I mean, the worry will never stop. My fear that God's plans for her may not be what my plans would be, that is so real and tangible. But I don't have control over her life. I never have. I never will. That's the blessing of infertility. I truly feel like it has taught me to see that I do not have control over my child's life whether she is before conception, in conception, pregnancy, or postpartum, I'd have no control over that. And so I praise God for that because it has truly taught me how to rest in him and say, Lord, this child is yours. This child is yours. Whether it is a few days in my belly or it is years outside of my womb, this child is yours. And as a mother, as a parent, One of the most powerful tools that we can have against the enemy is to be living in surrender and surrendering to God everything that we have because it's all his anyways. And I truly feel like that's such a powerful weapon against the enemy is just being like, the enemy has no ground in my fears or my concerns about my child because the child is God's. I trust God to care for my child more than I care for my child because he is her creator. Even that baby in your womb, God is that baby's creator. He loves her or him more than you ever could even fathom. And as a result, we can walk fear-free through conception, through pregnancy, regardless of miscarriage, because we know, we know that God is working all things all things out. He is governing all things, including life and death. And even though that invites grief, even though that invites fear and that invites heartache and that can invite suffering, we don't have to live there. We don't have to make that our home. We can choose to make joy and hope and peace our home because we know that regardless of what does happen, it will all work out for his glory, and for our good. We can trust that because if we do believe that God's word is true, that is what he has promised us. So as you navigate this season, I just ask that you would just lay your hands over your stomach, your uterus right now, and I just want to pray with you. Lord, we just submit these beautiful children that you have just worked together, you've knit together, God. There is such a real reason to be afraid, to be concerned and insecure about the pregnancy, about conception, Lord. But God, you are the governor of life and death. And we can truly, truly trust in your provision that no matter what, you're working all things for your glory and for our good. So God, we just, we surrender these children. We surrender them to you and we ask that your will be done, that this would be your child, whatever that may be, that you would just write their story, God, and that we would just be able to live in full peace, full surrender, full joy, and full hope of what you're doing through our family. We ask for peace to just consume, to consume the mama on the other end. Lord, that you would just wrap her heart in your peace. God, I just see you just hugging her tight and saying, 
I have this baby. This is my child. And I'm going to bless you. This is my child and I'm going to bless you. And it's going to be good. Hold on to me. Trust in me. Encourage yourself in me. I love you too, daughter. I love you too. We can't forget that God loves us. We are his daughters as well. So he cares about every little fear and insecurity that we have. And he is going to just pour out his peace on us. In Jesus' name, amen. If you are really battling your mindset and your thoughts and struggling with surrendering and trusting God for all that he has for your life and potentially your pregnancy or just your conceiving journey, I offer one-on-one mentorship calls, coaching calls with me where I can walk you through a really incredible tool that I've learned on my journey to help me transform my thoughts and feelings where I can truly live and cultivate peace of God. If that's something you're interested, hit the link notes down below the show notes and book a call with me. I would absolutely love to coach you through that. I am so glad that you chose to meet me at the well today. If this episode inspired you, changed you, or blessed you in some way, I would love for you to do one of two things. First, head to Apple Podcasts at that link below and leave a review. And second, screenshot this episode and share it in your stories, tagging me at Sewn With Strength or text it on over to a friend that this episode might bless. These are the number one ways to thank me. I am truly so grateful to be building out this community and I cannot wait to see you on the next episode. Until then, go get a workout done for me and I will see you right back here at the Waiting Well Podcast.